Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. No two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. On today's episode, we're bringing on one of my close friends and former teammates, Tristan Nielsen. Tristan is 20 years old, coming from Fort St. John, British Columbia. He currently plays for the Vancouver Giants in the Western Hockey League, and trust me, he has a story that you'll want to hear. I hope you enjoy, and here's Tristan. Moving in a shot, he scores! Tristan Nielsen scores in overtime. Byram right side, Nielsen scores! Byram, Byram, Nielsen scores! Across Nielsen, scores! Does it again! Nielsen, right with circle, scores! What a shot for Tristan Nielsen. Nielsen's got a partial breakaway, scores! He had the goal of the week last week in the WHL, and he's got another candidate. What a play by Tristan Nielsen. Okay, thanks, Tristan, for coming on to the podcast on Struggle Creates Strength. Uh, given a little bit of a brief introduction on yourself, but kind of explain who you are, where you're from, and just give us a little better idea of exactly who you are. Well, thanks for having me, but... Uh... Uh, my name is Tristan Nielsen. I'm from Fort St. John. I've played hockey my whole life. I've moved around quite a bit. Uh, I've played in Vancouver and Calgary. Um, other than that, I just I kind of keep it easy and don't really do a whole bunch besides hockey. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we obviously played together uh, in Calgary, and that was that was awesome. It was really fun. Really fun. We uh, we obviously became really close and. We also shared a lot uh, in those times and we'd kind of run to each other in any time of distress. But uh, what was it kind of like having me be open with my mental health, especially to you and any of the little struggles that I was going through in life? I know that you were kind of one of the people that I ran to most. So what was that kind of like having a teammate, especially and seeing myself go through that? Well, for me, I think it kind of really started when the reason we came close is when we built it together for a bit there. Yeah. We were staying at my place and we just have like talks and it kind of just started out like every couple nights, we just like go downstairs, watch a movie and eventually just start talking, sit in the hot tub, whatever it might yeah. be. And um, honestly, when you came to me and like you, you expressed some of your problems, I was, I was shocked because it, it just goes to show because an individual can look so happy on the outside and be so outgoing and liked and so energetic, but deal with so much on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, it actually surprised me when you told me some of uh, the things you were talking about. And I, I honestly was, I was really happy you came to me because it shouldn't be held in by anybody. Mm -hmm. No one should ever have to feel they have to hold something in. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was, it was really good to be able to be there for someone and to, to be able to help out in the little way that I probably did. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know that like, I always hold that dear to my heart and the fact that I could be open with you and cause I want to be open with everyone about who I am. And I think everyone should be open with uh, anybody around them about who they truly are and some of the struggles that they might encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. So obviously utilizing you as kind of a resource, if you will, speak up and express some of those struggles that I was going through was obviously super helpful for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so have you ever encountered 
your own mental health struggles, whether that be in hockey or just life in general? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And there's lots of times where you're struggling and uh, you don't think there is like ways to get through something until you, you realize you look back. So like for me, Personally, what I do is like, so if I'm struggling with hockey, Mm -hmm. I'll look back on hockey and be like, well, look at what I've been doing lately. I've been putting in the effort. I've been doing good in these games. Yeah, I've had my times where I've sucked and (laughs) everything like that. Who hasn't? But I always look back on how far I've came and like even in like my real world. So when I was younger, obviously, I moved away from my mom and my sister when I was, I think I was eight years old or nine years old. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely not easy for me. Yeah. And obviously it, you, you're so young that you don't think it has a toll on you, but the more you grow up, like by now I'm kind of used to it and we still FaceTime and stuff all the time, but it's still like hard for sure. It's a struggle. And like, there's times where it's like, Oh my goodness, like I need to go home. I want to see them. Like it's been too long. Mm-hmm. And same with hockey. There's times where I'm playing hockey and it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like yeah you're actually like you're you're thinking to yourself like I'm not getting better I'm not having fun Mm -hmm. and and that's when you start to like really slow down and for me it's always like the the things that get me on my like going down my bad spree of like negativity I guess is yeah I always think about the what ifs so like what if I don't make it as a hockey player Mm-hmm. And I start like kind of going down the hill and then my dreams kind of like slowly start going like this. And yeah, and that's a big thing. And I've learned to, when this happens, react like this instead of saying what if, and that's like kind of been huge for me. Yeah. It's like uh, when you go out and have a bad game, react by pushing yourself to get better the next week at practice. Mm-hmm. And that, that honestly kept me on my toes this year. Yeah. That, that one quote probably helped me the most and it'd be it'd be, it was really good for me. I had a really good year, but at the same time, it's like, there's still going to be those games or those days where it's just, it sucks to do anything. Yeah. How do you find, so obviously in those days that it does suck and it's hard and you're constantly thinking about maybe if this is right for you or if this is what makes you happy, how do you actually continue to push forward and obviously stick it out and make sure that you're always playing to your best but also keeping yourself afloat mentally um honestly i i'm a big believer in like distracting yourself Mm -hmm. for a bit so when i if i get like in a state of mind where it's like oh i don't want to leave my bed today i just i want to be here like i hate this whatever Mm -hmm. it's always good for me is like that's those are the days i try to get three four guys and just go for lunch yeah and, and get away from the game, get away from your real life and just joke around and have fun. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like a big thing for me, like in the summers, especially like this year, it's, it's tough with COVID because you don't know when anything is. Like, I don't know when I'm supposed to walk again. So like, yeah. it sucks. I can't see all my friends. I can't travel and see my family. I can't travel, see my friends. Like mm-hmm. people are going to university now. I'm at that age. People are still playing hockey. Trades are happening. And for me, because like, I'm like pretty emotionally sensitive and like I get really emotional really quick is mm. I like, I actually do a lot of yoga and like do like, I guess the meditation and yoga. Yeah. And I find that helps so much. Like going to yoga, it just like puts me when I come out, I'm just way more positive, way, way happier. I'm not necessarily like more energetic, but I just, 
I feel like I can like be like happy because I'm focused on the moment and I'm not thinking about the past or the future. Yeah, definitely. I know that's something that a lot of people have started to incorporate in their everyday life is doing yoga. And I never really, I never really knew um, a lot of the positive, I guess, positive attributes to it. And in terms of a mindset way, but for hockey players, any athletes in general, or just ordinary people that are living their life, they've, I've heard so many positive stories and positive feedback about yoga and how it it almost drowns yourself and takes you out of reality for a bit. But when you, I guess, come back to reality after the session's over, you feel, I guess, lighter in a sense and just a lot more mentally sound, which is obviously awesome. Um, I know you talked about the kind of transforming the what ifs into realizing that this is what you're going to do if it doesn't go this way like if something doesn't go your way you're going to do this um did you i guess transform that mindset yourself or did you have somebody else to kind of help you and guide you in that direction um so for me i've had a i don't even know what you'd call him i call him a mental coach yep so his name's bob wilke used to play in the dub the NHL he's a hockey player and stuff and he uh he does that around Calgary and he works with a few of the WHL teams and stuff and he's I've been with him for three three four years now mm-hmm. and he's just a great resource to have and um honestly I'm so thankful for him because he is a big reason to why I am where I am today yeah but he actually gave me the idea this summer when I was going on walks with him and just talking about my kind of everyday life and especially with like not knowing if I was going to go back to finish the end of the season or not knowing what was going to happen in my near future or my far future like it was just I was in such like a panic realistically yeah and um it just he he taught me that and last year I kind of like was really bad with the what ifs and then I talked to a guy down in Vancouver and he kind of said something similar yeah but um when Bob said it, the way he said it is the, when this happens, respond like this. Mm-hmm. It just, it like made it so much simpler. I feel like the guy in Vancouver made it a little bit harder for me yeah. to understand where Bob, when he said like basically the same words, it was just like, I got it. Like that makes so much more sense. And that's, I've been living off it for the summer. Like it's, it's been great. Yeah. How satisfying is that for yourself? Obviously seeing, going from those what ifs to basically knowing how to react to certain situations like how satisfied are you knowing that I guess in a sense you're more mentally strong and you know how to handle different situations oh it's it's honestly huge because even when even when you're like dealing with like a problem with one of your buddies Mm -hmm. or a girlfriend or whatever it is and you you talk about it and then you say like the the what if this happens it's you're worried Mm-hmm. you're worried you're constantly well, like what if my buddy hates me because I was I left him at the bar last night yeah you just you don't know and then when you think of like well if he gets mad at me respond like this say you're sorry communicate about it better and it'll make it easier like you guys won't be hating each other yeah and like that, like the big thing with like everything being when you're I guess like when you're having mental issues or struggles yeah. Um, you, you just got to communicate 
And like, even if it's with anything, it's all comes down to communication. You want, you want a better job. You want to raise, you're going to have to communicate to your boss. You're going to have to work for it. You want anything in the world that comes down to communication. Definitely. Yeah. I think so many people don't realize how important communication is. And I think the only time people really talk about that is with relationships. And by that, I mean, boyfriend, girlfriend, or marriages, whatever it is. Um, I feel like that's the only time anybody really talks about communication when in reality, communication comes from communicating with your parents, communicating with your friends, communicating with your teachers, communicating with coaches, all of that. Communication is definitely the biggest part of, I guess, being successful or being um, mentally satisfied and not having all that stress, obviously hovering over you like a cloud. Yeah. Um, but how say like, have you talked and been open with your friends and family about a lot of, well, I guess some of the mental struggles that you've had in hockey and just life in general? Oh, hundred percent. I actually remember. So when I was in grade 10, it was arguably like my funnest year of hockey I've ever had, but I don't know what it was. I like, I like looking back on it. It was the most fun. Like I played team Canada youth Olympics. It was on a good team. Like mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun, but for some reason I just like didn't want to play. And I just like, I, I honestly, I didn't even want to get out of bed. Like I was just like tired of everything. Mm-hmm. And that was when I kind of first came across like the, how important the mental side of yeah. everything is. And I'm, I'm really thankful because I've had the resources and I know there are lots of individuals out there that don't, and I hope they can find them. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, like I came out to one of my friends at the time and I just kind of told her how I was feeling. And, and she actually hooked me or got me in touch with uh, one of the, uh, I guess, therapists at edge. Yep. And he helped me out a lot. And that's when I kind of started learning about the, the mental side of everything. And, and then that's when me and my dad started looking into getting a, a new one. And then I've been with him ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know a couple of conversations that I've had uh, recently have been about how important it is to not give up on seeing a psychiatrist or seeing a counselor um, especially after the first time. Cause a lot of people, when they go the first time, they figure, Oh yeah, like, I don't like it. It's not for me. When in reality, it might just not be that specific counselor, or that specific, um, psychiatrist. And I know for myself, when I went to find a psychiatrist and find the one that worked for me, I visited a couple different people and some of them were good, nice people, but just wasn't right for me. And I even, the counselor that I have now, when I went to see him, I saw him a while, like a couple of years back and I didn't like him at the start. (laughs) And I said, screw this. This isn't for me. I don't like him. I need to find somebody else. And now, um, fast track a year from then and I'm sitting in his office again. And now I've been seeing him for about a year and a bit now. And it's been the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I think there's that kind of a negative notion that goes with seeing a psychiatrist or seeking professional help when in reality, it's just a way to talk and let all your emotions out because a lot of the time your friends don't want to hear you rambling on constantly. Uh, Your parents might not always be there or might not see 
uh, in the same light that you do. Yeah. And then even just people that know you personally might not see it the same way that you do or feel the need to sit there and listen to you talk for two hours when in reality, that's what you want to do. So for myself, seeking professional help is obviously the biggest thing that I ever did. And it's a good way to constantly keep myself in check and keep myself grounded and just never get too low and also never too high. It's just keeps yourself in that happy medium and always keeping your mind in your best interest. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just, that's one thing that I wish everyone knew is like, you don't have to be embarrassed to, to try to get out there and communicate and yeah, have a therapist. I, I, I know so many people with one now. Yeah, I know. And that's, what's awesome is there is a lot of people now that are seeking that help, which is definitely a positive. Well, and the thing is, is everyone was like, almost like scared to tell you at the start, but the more you get to know them, the more you realize it's like, oh, wow, you actually, like you have one and you've had one for a while. And it's like, well, like, why wouldn't you just tell me like, I'm still going to be here for you. And it's like, they're like scared. You're going to judge them and, and think they're weak, which you're definitely not weak for going to seek help for yourself. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't even have to be, you have had suicidal thoughts. You've been so down in the dumps it can just I know I have a friend that has always asked me how I like my psychiatrist because he just wants to go see one just to keep himself mentally strong and keep himself steady and I think that's a part that a lot of people need to realize is it's not all negative like you don't have to go there once you hit rock bottom you can go there when you're at the very top and it's just a place to go vent and deal with some of those mental stressors or anything that's bothering you and utilize those to the best that they can be. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, even like when you're just like, you go in for a checkup. So like ever since like, so when I started off, I was going a lot more. And then as I, I learn um, different techniques on how to solve certain situations and stuff, I, I don't go near as much anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And when you're starting to go and like, even like this year in Vancouver, the giants got me, um, one to go see down there when I was going through kind of a tougher time in the season mm-hmm. and I went and saw him and honestly I think the best part was was like I, I loved the first session because he's trying to get to know you so you're talking about all your history and your past and mm-hmm. and what has gone wrong and what has gone right mm-hmm. and it makes you realize like there's been like the things that have gone right and there's the things that have gone wrong and he helps you like he's not just going to talk about oh you did this good da 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 and gas you up really he's yeah. gonna and fix the problems you've had and you learn new techniques and you let it out and the thing with therapists where you're you're not gonna really probably get it with your friends is they know how to communicate to bring out more of the problem mm-hmm. um that you're going through so it actually probably is more beneficial because you're talking about more than say you and i were talking about i probably wouldn't say as much to you where i'd say more to someone who's actually doing that as a career and his job is to help people through tough times. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing that I always stress, especially with starting um, this platform. I always stress that I am not a mental health professional by any means, but I am very knowledgeable, like a very knowledgeable mental health advocate. And obviously I've seen some shit myself And I've had a lot of friends come to me and I've been able to deal with certain situations, but at the same time, I wouldn't feel comfortable sitting down and having a full on counseling session with someone 
because I don't know how to bring out all those deep paths and do it in the proper way that an actual psychiatrist or counselor would know how to. Yeah. Um, Same for me. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and have a counseling session, but I'm going to be here to listen and be there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I was you. I, I, I'm probably, I probably didn't even give you good advice, but I (laughs) find the right people and I help just let you talk and I'll be here to listen. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think just acting as a, a big support for anyone that's struggling and anyone that's around you or needs somebody to talk to is the most important thing you can do just by listening and giving a little bit of advice, but obviously not, not too much or not the wrong advice. Yeah. Um, but you did talk about how you ended up getting to see somebody while you were in Vancouver and Vancouver actually set that up for you. Yeah. Uh, do you think that hockey in a whole needs to do more for mental health? Um, honestly, like a few years ago, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's like, even this year, Vancouver, uh, like the Giants, the team that I'm on, yeah. they, they did a huge, like, I guess they brought in like a, a new, um, not a group, uh, like business almost of it, yep. like a mental health business, I guess. And they brought in a few people to come in and they, they just told us what they're there for. And you didn't have to go to them. You didn't like have to feel pressured to, but they were always going to be there for us. And I thought that was awesome, especially with the, um, obviously knowing some friends have gone through it and some past teammates have gone through it. I was, I was really happy that the Giants did that mm-hmm. and I took advantage of it. And I'll probably take advantage of it again this year because it's mm. not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to be scared about. Absolutely. And honestly, the way I look at it is everyone's going to go through something and, and you're better off to try and fix it the sooner than later because you never know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. I know one of the, the biggest things when I was playing was I always wanted to speak up to someone uh, in the organization or at least get them to know how I was feeling. But at that time I felt like I couldn't. And that was because it wasn't talked about that much. And I didn't want to bring up something that, well, I guess when I wanted to bring it up, I figured that they would almost not play me or they'd look at me as being mentally weak and they'd maybe they'd look at a down to the last couple minutes and we need a goal or we're holding on by a goal and they didn't want to put me in a stressful situation, you know? So presenting my stress to them always added more stress because I figured they would almost degrade me or look down on me. Yeah. And I think for a long time in hockey, that's been something they always tell you, Oh, you got to be a man, you know, like that's the biggest thing. Oh, you got to be a man. Don't be weak. (laughs) Don't be soft. Get up. Um, And yes, for sometimes that is true, definitely. But other times I don't think that uh, organizations take mental health to the extremities that it actually presents. And that's something that I'm obviously trying to change a little bit and show to hockey players everywhere and athletes everywhere, people in general, that you can be super vulnerable and have these deep conversations and it's not going to affect your everyday life or affect your status of your job or what your coach thinks of you, if you're going to play enough, anything like that. Um, But moving forward, do you think that there, 
do you think there has to be even more conversation within hockey or within any sports for that matter? Um, I don't think there can ever be too much conversation. And I shouldn't say like, like I would never say like any league is bad with it. Yeah. And cause I personally don't know. I've only played in at the edge school really since as long as I can remember, because I yeah. was too young to really know what was going on. And they were great. They had the therapist, the psychiatrist, and then, the therapist psychiatrist came from edge and actually worked with the hitman. Mm -hmm. So I've been fortunate to both play with Calgary and Vancouver. And I've been lucky to be there in the time frame where they both had. And if not, I knew someone who would help me. So like, I can't personally speak on the other teams in the WHL or other sports teams, but honestly, like I know that there are a lot of people going through struggles Mm -hmm. more often than not. Yeah. And whether you see it or not, yeah. And lots of people are good at hiding it because it is a sign of weakness. Yeah. And it's not. And, and once you're okay with, I guess, not being okay. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get better. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you can't be scared to tell someone like, Oh, I have a problem. Like I, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I struggle with my positivity in hockey. Mm-hmm. or with my confidence or continue on yeah and it's it's not embarrassing it's not scary it's it's who you are to make like to it's how you're created really i guess yeah exactly. it makes you who you are and it, it makes you to the person you're going to become yeah no totally yeah and that's why i always like to say is that your struggles don't define who you are but they have made you who you are if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things that I had to kind of overcome in my time as well was just realizing that, yeah, I've done a lot of things like self-harm, um, been in the hospital before that stuff is stuff that I look back on and I go, Oh, Lucas, like, why the hell would you do that? But at the same time, I look back on it and I'm like, wow, that was a huge learning curve. I'd rather have done it back when I was younger and I really experienced uh, those hardships to yeah. transform me into who I am today and helping a lot of other people. And yeah, I still have my mental health struggles on a daily basis. Absolutely. As does anyone, but yeah. I'm making a difference about that and I'm bettering myself and I'm watching my routines. I'm making sure that I'm going to see a psychiatrist. I make sure that I speak up when something bothers me. I challenge my anxiety. I do everything to basically make myself better and I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't go through those struggles and if I didn't encounter them or if I didn't um I guess break when I broke and hit the bottom when I hit the bottom and I think a lot of people need to realize that it doesn't obviously like it doesn't define who you are to have these struggles it doesn't define who you are if you've done self-harm or if you take medication none of that defines who you are as a person and it doesn't belittle you as a person for doing any of those things and for myself I know that I belittled myself a lot and I lost an astronomical amount of confidence after battling all of those things but now obviously I'm at a point where I have a lot more confidence and I'm like doing this and having these vulnerable conversations where we're expressing some of the hardships that we've encountered and some of those big and like deep struggles that we've 
uh, encountered. Those are the things that obviously push me every day to be better. And these conversations are what kind of is shaping this platform. And that's obviously great. Um, so I guess moving forward with actually first I'll get into the Vancouver giants. Um, cause obviously they take mental health seriously. Uh, I spoke to one of the people that handles a lot of that in, um, in Vancouver and works for your team. So, but you were actually the humanitarian of the year last year. So explain a little bit more about that and how you obviously impacted your community. And did you do any mental health stuff for that? Um, I actually didn't do, I don't think I did very much mental health if I even did any. And I was looking forward to start working with your organization this year mm -hmm. and um, to continue down that road and hopefully get the humanitarian of the year this year. Because growing up from a small town in Fort St. John, I didn't really have much for role models as in the hockey community. Yeah. And uh, I've always been big on that. I was humanitarian in Calgary as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I really look forward to helping out the community, whatever it is. I, I like, I'll go to the schools, play ball hockey, just give little interviews, whatever it is. I don't, it doesn't really phase me what I have to do. I, I, I enjoy helping out because I never had that as a kid, but I'm really hoping this year we can, we can work alongside each other and I can help out a lot more than, uh, than I guess I have in the past with the mental health community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited for that. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And I, yeah, I can't wait to uh, obviously partner up with the Vancouver giants and hopefully some other teams in the future as well, but that'll be, that'll be really fun this year. Um, so I know, and I don't know if this is pushing it too far, but I know that you and I, talked last week and we talked about well I shared a little bit of my stories about taking medication and all that sort of stuff and so did you did you want to kind of get into that and explain how you actually moved into that scenario and yeah I, I don't really have a problem talking about it so I take uh, a medication to help uh, boost my serotonin levels because I was told that I get like, I have a, I guess a deficiency in how fast, like I'm not really the brainy type. So like, <laughs> I guess synapses or something like that, yeah. they don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't like, um, not fire, um, like rebuild. I can't think of the word. I, yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, this is going to bother me. But anyways, they don't, um, I guess like regenerate as fast as, as most people's would. So I just take a, a small dose of medication that uh, helps increase that. And um, honestly, it, it, it's huge. It helps a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that I, like when I was on medication, I'm no longer on medication because I, I hated it. I thought it just made me super tired. I thought it was, again, I thought it was, making me weak. I thought me taking it was a sign of weakness. And then ultimately I knew that I didn't need it. And I wanted to be, I guess, hundred percent natural, that sort of thing. But I know that a lot of people take it and a lot of people, it does benefit them in very positive ways. Um, and that's what you kind of said, but have you noticed that it's ever affected you in a negative way? No, honestly, it hasn't. I, I've only been taking it for three maybe four months now mm -hmm. 
and I'm only taking it for six months, then I'm getting off it. Yeah. But um, it's, it's proven that there isn't, or I don't know if it's proven, but my doctor says there's no side effects or anything. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's just for six months, see if it will like help uh, increase the, I guess the repairs, I guess, yeah. or whatever you want to say, the rebuilding yeah. part of it. So yeah. um, I'm, it, it does me like lots. It, it keeps me happier, I guess. It, it's, it's kind of like keeping me really going through this tough time with COVID and everything like that. And yeah, obviously I'll see what happens come season time, but I was happy last year and I'm sure I'll be happy this year again. That's awesome. Um, and so you just talked a little bit about COVID and you did talk earlier about how COVID obviously made a abrupt stop to your season uh, kind of explain what that does to, I guess you, but as well as your teammates mentally having to stop your season so fast. And obviously you guys were getting right into playoffs pretty quick. So, well, I think one tough thing for us was when, when COVID ended there or started, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't actually get a chance to say goodbye to our teammates. Mm -hmm. Lots of us didn't. And there's, not much wrong with it because you can still see each other and like everyone still stays in touch because we have the social media too nowadays, but yeah. it still sucks. Like you got the 20 year olds on our team who you never got to say goodbye to. It was their last game and they didn't even know it. And obviously everyone wanted to keep the positive mindset that we're going back for playoffs and it's just going to be for the next three weeks kind of thing. And who would have thought it would have turned into this. Yeah. But even like going into this season, like I know people are still scared. Like I, I'm scared because this is my last year. It's kind of my last year to, to go out and, and try and prove myself to move on to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people in the same boat and I think everyone's handling it a little bit differently. I, you got the, the home body kids on every team who are probably happy to be home. Yeah. And they're probably still starting to miss it. But then you got the people who, who like being with the guys and are always up and at it and going out and doing this and that. And they're probably, this is probably eating them alive because they can't do it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think, uh, and that's to anything really. I know for myself, one of my biggest things I love to do is hang out with my friends and go out for dinners, go out for drinks, do whatever it is to obviously boost that serotonin level. It's like my version of a medication in a sense, because going out and, being social is something that I've always prided myself on and it just allows me to kind of take a step out of reality for a night or for a day, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, COVID has obviously affected a lot of us and something that not very many people know is that uh, COVID has killed, don't quote me on it, but approximately 250,000 people. But in the same period of time, uh, like 400,000 people have committed suicide. So it's, that's something that's not really talked about all that much. And that's obviously why we're on this podcast today is to spread awareness and prove to people that we need to speak up and we need to come out with our feelings and allow people to see the vulnerable, vulnerable sides of ourselves, because that's how you almost connect and build better connections. And even you and I right now having this conversation I think it builds our friendship and it allows us to gain a better understanding of why one day you might be upset or why one day I might be upset or what we need to do for each other, which is obviously super beneficial. Um, moving forward though, you're going to be going 
well, hopefully you guys get back to playing this year so that we can obviously um, do a little bit of a collaboration, if you will, or work to like work alongside each other. Um, but for instance, say if your season didn't go in, what would kind of that future step look like for you? Well, for me, I'm honestly not sure. And I, if I start to think about that stuff, that's when I start to, to struggle a lot yeah, when I think too far in the future. And Absolutely. that's honestly why I'm trying to keep myself as busy as possible. I, whether it's going and playing with the neighbor's dog or going on a walk with my dad, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but if I start thinking about that, I'll start running down the wrong, the wrong yeah. kind of trail, I guess. Yeah. And, but for me, I, I don't want to think about it. Like I really don't. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what's uh, I guess in total, what would you say is like kind of the biggest thing that you've learned from obviously like your life story in a sense, like what's the biggest thing that you've learned from yourself? Um, from myself, I think it's just staying in the present for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that's hard at times and I know it's, impossible to not think about the future and your past but like if I can stay in the present 98% of the time I'm happy because mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about what if this happens yeah or when this happens I gotta do this yeah I'm thinking about nothing besides task at hand and that's why I'm trying to pick up on hobbies mm -hmm. and whether it's it's drawing or even just playing video games. Video games keeps me focused on the present. Yeah. And I'm really bad for when I get to be alone and I'm not out with my buddies or I'm not keeping myself busy. That's when I really start to overthink mm -hmm. and I overthink lots. I overthink literally everything you could think. <laughs> yeah. I know I've always been the exact same way. And I think even when I was playing hockey, that was my biggest thing is, I would overthink every situation before it even happened. And that's, that's what a lot, I think a lot of hockey players do it. And speaking on that note, do you think, um, do you think there's a lot more hockey players that do struggle with not only overthinking, but struggle with mental health to some extent than obviously come out and talk about it? Yeah, I, I honestly do. Cause you just, I look back at my past and I've had multiple teammates, multiple friends who have played hockey that come up to me with, a problem going on in their life mm -hmm. and we just talk about it, but they don't see it as too big of a problem, even though it's affecting them without them noticing it. They mm -hmm. think they're, they're fine, I guess. And they think they're good, but you can tell something's kind of off with them. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, I guess the problem is lots of people don't want to go out and reach the, the proper help. That's going to mm -hmm. allow them to get through that comfortably. And, and, uh, proceed on I guess being like happier and knowing that you've overcame that challenge or that problem in your life mm -hmm. yeah totally um also I guess for some of those people that want to go out and reach the help that they need uh do you think that it's actually I know for myself I find that it's or when I was trying to find help I found I didn't know where to go like there's always the question of where do I go who do I see what do I essentially, where do, like, what do I do? I want help, but what do I do? Um, do you think that if you didn't have, I guess, hockey and you didn't have, um, say even a couple of friends that knew 
what you were going through or new uh, psychiatrists or counselors of some sort, do you think there almost needs to be more resources that you know about? And so when you think about mental health, you go, oh yeah, I could go see that person. Oh yeah, I could go see that person. Oh, I 100% agree. Because like, if I think about it, I couldn't name a place in Calgary that doesn't involve one of like my past hockey friends or mm. hockey teams workers, I guess. Yeah. And like, I just, everything I kind of have found uh, to help me get over this has been due to hockey or due to people I know that play hockey. Yeah. Totally. Like, so I, I definitely have to agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, well, for myself anyways, and part of the reason why we are starting this organization is to obviously bring that immediate help and help that you can see somebody face to face. You can talk to somebody as soon as you're struggling and especially for hockey players, athletes, celebrities, anybody in today's day and age, I think we all need to have that personal connection where we can look at each other face to face, or they can at least see, for instance, if your screen was black, but you're still seeing me and I'm just reacting to what you're saying. It's obviously a huge positive and reading the emotion off of my face or reading the emotion off a psychiatrist or counselor's face is obviously Mm -hmm. super important. Yeah. And that's kind of why, I'm here why I'm trying to do this. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to watch this podcast and they're going to see you and see what you kind of encountered and they're going to take a lot out of it and they are going to, they're going to get help or they're going to at least use some of the ticks or tips and tricks that you kind of have. And speaking on that note, what would be, I guess, your biggest tip of advice to somebody that is struggling with mental health? Um, someone that's struggling and like, so like for me, I guess when I, when I struggle, I go through almost like, I get like an anxiety attack, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just start like freaking out and like, I guess like, I don't like jump around the house and, like yeah. and stuff, but like, I just like sit there and I start, my mind just starts wandering and I'm sitting there and I really don't know what to do. And my, my mom always told me, and it's, it's kind of like what I, I guess live by when that happens. It's just, all she says is breathe. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. just you take your deep breaths and it'll completely calm you down and obviously there's times you have to take a hundred deep breaths yeah and times you have to take five yeah and that that i find helps me the most mm-hmm. is when i'm going through something like that or i'm i'm stressed out of my mind or whatever it is i'm having an anxiety attack um i i just have to breathe yeah that no that's and i think like that one word is it's so powerful and it obviously I know that's one thing that I don't always do is I don't when I'm stressed or I'm having an anxiety attack I never breathe I'm probably holding in more breaths than I'm letting out but that one word just breathe is obviously so important and it if it takes you like you said it takes you 100 breaths or it takes you five both will get you calmed down it's just a matter of how many it'll actually take. Um, but what would be a, and what would be kind of like a quote that you've obviously shaped your life off of? Honestly, still breathe. That's breathe? kind of, that's been my past five years. Every time I have a problem and I, I call my mom or my sister, or I go talk to my dad, it's always breathe. And I think my mom probably started that one, but I, 
that's what I kind of go by whenever I'm having my struggles is you just got to breathe mm-hmm. and I'm off, have a bad game and my dad's ripping me apart or the coach has got mad at me, whatever it might be. I, I call my mom and the first thing she says is breathe. Yeah. And, and honestly, it, it's always helped me. It's always calmed me down uh, a tremendous amount. Yeah. Have you found that it's obviously hard to just be calling your mom rather than going to see her when you're in times of distress like that? Oh yeah. And that's like a, a thing is I probably go to my, my mom and my sister more than I would go to my dad, even though we live together. Yeah. And I don't know why it's just kind of how I am, I guess. And yeah. um, it does suck because there's times where you're, you're just kind of on the phone and then you're going through something and you're talking and then the connection starting to go out, they're driving, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially being up Fort St. John, whether they're going to the mountain snowmobile and whatever it is, sometimes you don't get the, the opportunity to talk to them. So you're kind of, kind of stuck there. And that's when you, you got to use your other resources, whether it's even just, you don't want to talk about it with someone else besides say, say, I want to just talk about it with my sister. Yeah. Um, I bring a buddy over, we play some video games for a few hours. Hopefully my sister's available then. Yeah. And honestly, even when you kind of distract yourself for a bit, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. You're going to be thinking about it, but Mm. it'll actually like, I don't know. I find I process it a little bit better once I give it an hour. And then like, when I go to talk to like my family members after that, I'm like, wow, this is (laughs) not as big of a deal as it should be, (laughs) but this is still what was happening earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, and so for you, obviously you said that you'll be going back to the Vancouver Giants this season. Hopefully you have a season because I obviously want to come down so that we can work together and we can bring mental health awareness to Vancouver and the community and obviously around your team and have that support system set in place for not only the team or the fans, but just everyone in the community. Um, but what could we, where could we find you if we want to go and see your personal accounts or even see what you're doing in the community for uh, the Vancouver Giants? Uh, probably just Tristan Nielsen on everything. And you're always welcome to, to message me or whatever. I try to respond to everyone when I can. And I know I probably don't know lots of you guys. And if I do, I'm always here to talk and I'll always be for my friends as well. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess that's uh, that's all that Struggle Creates Strength podcast has uh, for today with Tristan Nielsen. So thanks a lot, Tristan. Thanks a lot, bud. No worries. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. No two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Tristan, you have definitely helped someone and you've definitely shined a light on what mental health is like in the hockey world. Thank you so much. And you can go follow Tristan at just Tristan Nielsen on Instagram and reach out to him, show him the support that he deserves. And if you want to reach out to me or you want to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to go to Struggle Create Strength on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can even email me at lucas at strugglecreatestrength.ca. Can't wait till the next time. And just remember, everyone has a story.